practically evil. It's to do with the stewardship. Amen. It's how we use our money. So I want today to focus on open heavens. Open heavens, because that's where you get your blessings from. Amen. Remember, we have the Word of God, but it's also important that we have the Spirit of God. Amen. The Holy Spirit has to work upon the Word of God. So it's not, it's not enough. You just have the Word because you'll be very dry. You know all the doctrines. You know everything. But it's the Spirit that makes the Word of God alive. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. How many of you know that if you plant seeds in the soil and you don't water it, the seed will not grow. <laughs> you have the seed, you have the soil, but without the water, the seed will not germinate and you won't have a harvest. So the Holy Spirit acting on the word of God is very important. So when we talk about the open heaven, we're talking about the move of the Holy Spirit. How many of you have read Genesis chapter one? Genesis chapter one, what is that about? It's about the spirit of God moving, right? Hovering on and moving, amen, hallelujah, upon the creation. So it's very, very important. There was nothing yet. God had the blueprint, but there was nothing. But as the Holy Spirit moved and as the word of God is spoken, then what happened? The entire universe came into place. So it's important for us to understand and to know and to experience the Holy Spirit. Now, if you look at Exodus chapter 10, verse 22 to 23, Exodus chapter 10, verse 22 to 23. Now, why am I giving you the scriptures? Because I need to show you and tell you these are not my thoughts. These are the word of God. Amen. It's the word of God speaking to us and ministering to us even now. The word of God always opens heavens for you. As you listen, heaven is being opened. As you listen to the word of healing, amen, the spirit of healing comes and heals your body. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So Exodus chapter 10, verse 22 to 23, I want you to look at this with me together this morning. And Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven. And there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But, how many of you love this but? But the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Now, why? Why did they have light in their dwellings? Go back to the first part of that verse, verse 22. What did Moses do? What did Moses do? Forth his hand where? Toward heaven. How many of you have done that in your life? Lift up your hands. How many of you when you pray? How many of you when you praise and worship, you do this? So can we do it? Can you do it today? Can you do it? Yes. Yes, you stretch forth your hand in worship. You stretch forth your hand in reverence. You stretch forth your hands in gratitude. And heaven is open. Why did they have light? Because above them they had an open heaven. The rest of the heavens were dark. Gross darkness upon the people. 
Moses opened the heaven in the midst of that darkness. Remember, it was the judgment of God. And there came an open heaven above Goshen, a designated and a consecrated place for those who stayed there. How many of you remember who told the Israelites to stay in Goshen when they first went to Egypt? Who told them to stay in Goshen when they first arrived at Egypt? Who told them? Joseph. Joseph. Remember, Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. Betrayed by his brothers, misunderstood by his father and mother, sold as a slave to Egypt. And in the midst of all of his hardship, he had the light. He had the light. He had the understanding. And he told his brothers, that it's not you who had sold me to Egypt. It's God who had brought me to Egypt. To save my family and to save the people from the coming famine. When you have the Spirit of God, when you have the light of God within you, your seeing becomes different. How many of you receive it right now? When you have the Spirit of God within you, you see things differently, you understand things differently. Amen. And I want to draw your attention to this scripture. Go with me to Genesis chapter 45. Genesis chapter 45. And I want you to look at verse 10 because of time. Genesis 45 verse 10. And you shall dwell in the land of Goshen. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. While there was gross darkness in Egypt, there was light in Goshen. Can you see that? You shall dwell in the land of Goshen and you shall be near unto me. Remember, we talked about that, the anointing by association. Prosperity by association. Light by association. Revelation by association. He told his brothers, he told his own tribe, come on, stay close to me. Because don't forget, they were in a foreign land. And Joseph said, God sent me here. And the favor that's upon me is from God. And the favor that rested upon me will rest upon you too by association. That's a spiritual principle, isn't it? Isn't it? How many of you believe that God had desecrated and consecrated the church to be a sacred place? And heaven is open above his church. And when you come here, you receive the blessings. When you are associated with your church, you receive your blessings. How many of you know that? Lift up your hands if you do. That's why the word of God says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. How many of you have seen the end result of those that have backslidden far away from God? It's not a good place to be. Can we say amen? So 
It was not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. It was not a coincidence. There was light in Goshen. If they had chosen to stay somewhere else, wander away from what Joseph told them to stay. We don't know what's going to happen to them. How many of you know that in the Old Testament, even when they were having a feast, God said to them, go where I tell you to eat. Remember, in the wilderness, God gave them food to eat. Go where I tell you to eat. Amen. The steps of a righteous man are ordered, regimented, led, guided of the Lord. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. These are spiritual principles that we must know. We must know. Very important. How many of us know that we are still following the open heavens that the things of God discovered in the Old Testament? Whenever you read your Bible, you're not just fulfilling a religious duty. When you read your Bible, you follow Moses. You followed Abraham. You followed Noah, you followed Job, and I am still following them. I'm still following David. I'm still following Paul. I'm still following Peter because these are the ones that have discovered the ways of God. The Israelites knew the miracles, but Moses knew the ways. And we are the ones that have to discover and dig deep. Because you have to get into the ways of God in order to have the results of God. Can we say amen? Christianity is not about the whole world being saved. No. Why is there so much pain? Why is there sickness and disease? Why are there accidents? You know, why are there catastrophes, calamities in the world? It was so sad when I watched news. You know what's going on in India? Bodies burned. It was so, so sad. You know, a lot of times the question would come to us would be, why, why? If you say your God is good, why, why? Christianity is about redemption. It's about a world that has fallen. The wages of sin is death. The ways of death. It could be sickness. It could be accidents. It could be calamities. It could be pandemics. The wages of sin is death. We're living in a fallen world and we do affect one another in a negative way. We do affect one another sometimes unknowingly to sin. To think bad, to feel bad, to feel offended, upset. But Jesus had come to redeem us from evil. Amen. To redeem us from evil. To redeem us from evil. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. To give us the power to think high. To give us the power not to sin. Can we say amen? To recognize where sin is present. To recognize where devils are working. And to say no, I'm not doing it your way. Can we say amen? How many of us know that we need the power not to sin? How many of us know we need the power not to sin? In and of ourselves, we can sin very easily. Come on. We don't need any help. Does anybody need any help? We don't need any help, but we do need, we do need help not to sin. Can we say amen? And that's why we have to stay humble. 
Because to be humble means, Lord, I know my weakness and I know I need your help. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we're still following the opening. We're still following and operating in the open windows of the Bible. Amen. The open windows, the windows of heaven that had been opened for Peter, open for Paul, open for uh, Moses, open for David, open for Jacob. We, we still have those. And every one of us, we are still opening the windows of heaven. And when the end of the world comes, when the rapture comes, we have so many open windows in heaven. And we're going up and we're going up and we're going up. We're going up because the windows have been open and there are many of them. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. If you look at Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2, Isaiah 60 verse 2. You know, in, even in Chinese, we have this saying, you know, that means, you know, how come I'm always having bad luck? That means it's like I'm doomed. It's like. There's nothing that I do works. Nothing that I try to do works. It's like I'm doomed. It's like I'm hake, you know. And then we joke and we say and we laugh and we say hakzai, you know. Zai <laughs> means uh, a boy, you know, a man, a boy who's always carrying the doom. <laughs> because in the world they don't understand. There are people who feels that it's like I'm doomed for life. It's like nothing in my life works. What happened? You need the redemption. If somebody comes to you and say, it seems that I'm always doomed. Nothing works in my life. Nothing works. So you need to tell them, what do they need? The Redeemer. Whom do they need? The Redeemer. What do they need? An open heaven. An open heaven. An open heaven. No more darkness. Only light. Can we say amen? Isaiah 60 verse 2, for behold, that means look, every evening when you watch the news, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and grows darkness of the people. Now, even for Christians, if, we're, if you're not walking in the revelation, I remember I've heard Christians saying, I can be sick like the rest of the world. Where's your redemption when it comes to sickness and disease? I have been redeemed from sickness and disease. Jesus has opened the windows of healing for me. Can we say amen? amen. By his stripes, we are healed. That's an open heaven of healing. Over your head, all the time, all the time, all the time, you just have to draw from it. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. God is not religious. He is practical. Amen. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and grows darkness. The people. Do you love this but again? How many of you love the but? But the Lord shall rise upon you. Who is this you? Who is this you? Lift up your hands if it's you. Who is this you? Me. Me. That's you. The Lord shall rise you and his glory shall be seen upon you. How come his glory can be seen upon you? Because there's an open heaven 
for the glory of God to shine on you. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We have to understand that there is a corporate darkness covering the earth. And there is also an individual darkness within every person. And that's why every person has to be individually saved. And that's why intercessors are very important because they release the light of God over the community, the family, a group of people corporately. Amen. So as we individually arise and shine, amen, in the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the sky above you will open. Every time when you pray for somebody, every time when you intercede for somebody, the sky above that person is open for the saving grace, for the saving glory of Jesus Christ to come into their lives. But if you don't pray, nothing happens. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have had turn on your GPS at home with your car, like before you're going to leave? Like I do that, like I, I, I get the place, you know, on, with my GPS, I know where I'm going, but I'm still getting ready. And then the GPS will say something, and then it won't say anything. Why? Because I'm not moving. How many of you know that the GPS cannot direct you if you don't move? <laughs> There's no direction if you're not moving. <laughs> There's no provision if you're not moving. <laughs> Can we say amen? Come on, say to the person next to you, you need to move. Move in the plans of God. Move. <laughs> I was watching a testimony. There was a, a Chinese person. I was watching his testimony from Hong Kong. And he was suffering from terminal cancer. And then he decided, you know, since I'm dying anyway, I would just go and serve. <laughs> so he would visit the sick, you know. In those days, there was no COVID. So he was visiting the sick. And before he knew it, he was completely healed. Come on. Say to the person next to you, move. One more time. Move. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 13. Colossians 1.13. The Father God had delivered us. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Father, the Father God who had delivered us from the power of darkness. How many of you know that darkness has power? How come there's a lot more drinking? How come there's a lot more sin at night? When it's dark. When it's dark. When it's dark. What is the, what is the definition of darkness? The absence of? What is darkness? The absence of? Light. What is darkness? The absence of light. When you're in darkness, you can't see. And when you can't see, you can't move. If you move, you move in the wrong way. You move in the wrong direction. But when you receive Jesus Christ genuinely, sincerely, from your heart, amen, what happened? You'll be delivered from the power of darkness. You will be translated into the kingdom of light. Amen. Jesus is light in him. There is no darkness. Can we say amen? Praise God. So what is that that's called redemption? 
redemption. So Jesus could not save the whole world. He could only save all those that came to him. Jesus could not save the whole world. Jesus could only save those who came to you. To him. As your pastor, it is my responsibility to teach you the word of healing. Amen. And I demonstrate healing. I am healed. But whether you're healed or not, it's not my duty. It's not my responsibility. You can't point your finger to God and say, God, you, didn't, you don't heal me. You can't point your finger at Jesus and say, Jesus, how come you don't heal me? You can't point your finger at your pastor and say, how come you don't heal me? The word of healing had been preached and taught. Healing had been manifested, demonstrated. You should get it for yourself. You should get it for yourself. You should get it for yourself. I know that there are Christians, they even think, oh, because she has no power, that's why I'm not healed. Yes, there's the gift of healing as he will. But there's also the truth of healing as you will. Can we say amen? Amen. It's the will of the Father to heal you. It is your will to believe and to choose healing. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, death and life is in the power of your Very important. Amen. Very important that we understand that. It's not up to the it's not up to God. If it's up to God, you can say that God is very cruel. Have you ever thought about this? If it's up to God, won't you say that He's very cruel? How come He's healing some and He doesn't heal some? Look at all those that are dying in India. I'm talking about even Christians. I don't think it's up to God. It's not up to God. Healing has been given. It's in the word of God. Has been given to everyone. It's in the word. It's for whosoever will. Whosoever will. Remember we talked about Shama. What is Shama? The revelation that brings obedience. We're not talking about filial piety. We are not talking about just obeying the principle, but not, you know, not really wanting the principle, just obeying the principle. We're talking about Shema is the revelation that brings about the obedience. That's why it's called heartfelt obedience. That's why the Apostle Paul, he called himself a bond servant. How many of you have got it? Amen. Amen. Everything rests and falls upon revelation. Amen. Understand that we are called to be a prophetic people. That's why life and death is in the power of our tongue. We are called to be a prophetic people. What do prophets do? They prophesy. They speak. They declare. Remember, declare a thing and it shall be established unto you. Whose duty it is to declare? Me, whose duty it is to establish God. All right? Without the declaration, there is no establishment. And don't ever presume when it comes to healing that healing will just come like that. 
You need to build yourself up with the word of God. Healing has to be within you. Healing the word, the healing words within you, the healing words in your mind, the healing thoughts in your soul. Healing, healing speaking to you even when you're asleep at night. In him, I live and move and have my being. It's just like a toothpaste tube that is full of healing on the inside. And when the pressure comes, you squeeze the tube, what comes out? Healing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. So we are not the kind of people that walk around with omens or premonitions. I used to have premonitions. I used to have omens. And that's the time when I had migraine headache. We are a prophetic people. We don't walk around feeling ominous, unlucky, or even cursed. We don't walk around feeling cursed, feeling poor, and feeling that I am always carrying bad luck. The good news for you is that Jesus has delivered you. From the realm of gloom and doom. Can we say amen? Jesus had delivered you from omens and premonitions. Praise the Lord. He had translated you into the kingdom of righteousness. The kingdom of light. The kingdom of prosperity. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big amen. Glory. Amen. You are the one to create the atmosphere above you and around you. Your spiritual atmosphere is very, very important. Your spiritual atmosphere is very, very important. Very, very important. The Bible is full of incidents when heaven was opened above a people and the blessings of God poured out into their lives. Let me give you the example. Jacob. In Genesis chapter 28, verse 11 to 13, what happened? Jacob was having a dream. And in that dream, he saw that there was a ladder and there were angels ascending and descending from heaven. Isn't that right? So you'll notice that in this case, two windows had been opened. A dream is a window from God. When he had the dream, a window of heaven was opened unto him and he could see into the realm of the spirit. He could see that there were angels moving from heaven and to heaven. Don't take your dreams for granted. Dreams that come from God are very beneficial and very powerful in our lives. Visions and dreams, they are from God. Visions and dreams are from the Holy Spirit. And if there are, if there is any nightmare, if there is any uh, omen or uh, Ominous dreams in your life, you need to renounce them and rebuke them. It could be because you have been involved in an occult or your parents or your ancestors have been involved in occult. But visions and dreams that are from God are very, very powerful. And in this dream, Jacob saw angelic activities. And it's also through this dream that he received the blessings of heaven. Can I ask you, who had the gift of dream other than Jacob from his descendants? Joseph. And Joseph is the son of Jacob. 
lift up your hands and receive gifts. Gifts from God. Receive gifts. Gifts from God. Dreams. Visions. Dreams. Visions. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I remember when I was interceding and praying for people that couldn't sleep very well, suffering from insomnia. And uh, I started to have that as well. And I said, Lord, what's this? And I was trying to make myself sleep. I was trying to pray myself into a sleep. Nothing worked. (laughs) Until the Holy Spirit finally said to me, he said, don't you know that you can never talk yourself Pray yourself, struggle yourself into a sleep. How many of you have realized that when you go to bed, just go to bed, put your head on the pillow, you sleep. And that is how God works. When he gives you a dream, when he gives you a vision, when he gives you an idea, when he gives you a word, You need to be in the place to receive. You do your part. The spirit, the wind blows where it will. The wind blows where it will. The wind blows where it will. Can we say amen? The gifts of God could never be purchased, could never be bought. You study, you get a degree, but you study, you might not get the wind from the Holy Spirit. It's as he will. Can we say amen? So Jacob. And Jacob now, what happened? He had an open heaven. Wasn't Jacob blessed? When he came back to this place, he became a very prosperous man. Amen. He came back to this place that God has consecrated, dedicated. What's the name of that place? What's the name of that place? Bethel. That's right. Bethel. Bethel. So above Bethel, there was an open heaven and Jacob got that and he carried that with him. And Laban was prospered because of association with him. And Jacob prospered as well. He became a wealthy man with a lot of stuff when he came back to Bethel. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Why do you ask me, Pastor Dora? That's not fair. Why does God have to do it by association and not by work? Remember the the parable with the stewards. There were new stewards that came to the field and they got paid the same as the old stewards. Remember? Remember? And they got so mad at God and said, we've been working here for so long and these are the new ones and you pay them the same amount. Remember that? That's that's God's way. That's God's way. Why does God have to work by association? Come on, somebody tell me. Why does God have to work by association? So that you can trace. It's like now we have COVID, right? You trace the point of contact. And you trace, and you trace, and you trace, because it's by association, right? And you can trace it back to the source, who is God. Because God is making for himself a people. He's not a random God. He's making for himself a people. 
those that you touch, those that you minister to, those that you touch, those that you minister to. What did he say to Abraham? I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and in you will all the ends of the earth be blessed. Do you get this revelation? Do you get this revelation? Amen. Amen. We are called to be seers, to see. That means to get into the revelation, to see the hand of God, to see the move of God, to see the move of angels. So you can be a seer, you can be a prophet. We are called to live a prophetic life. So we are the ones who are always pioneering our future. Pioneering our future with God. You are never stuck. You are never stagnant. But you are exploring and you are possessing territories with the Lord, by the Lord. Can we say amen? Come on, say with me, I'm expanding. I'm possessing more territories. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, it's first spiritual and then natural when it comes to success, when it comes to prosperity. First spiritual, then natural. Say with me, first spiritual, then natural. Jacob had a dream and he got prospered naturally afterwards. First the spiritual and then the natural. Joseph had a dream. He got sold to Egypt, put in jail, and then he fulfilled God's calling on his life, and he prospered, and he was promoted to become second to Pharaoh. Say with me, first spiritual, then natural. Very important. So that we are not being presumptuous, but we are being led. Can you tell me another account of an open heaven? In your Bible. Yes. When Jesus was baptized. What happened? Go to Mark chapter 19. Mark chapter. Sorry. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 verse 9. Mark 1 verse 9. Mark 1 verse 9. Go to verse 10. Straightway coming up out of the water. He saw the heavens. Plural. The heavens opened and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. Jesus never did anything until he was baptized. He did not start his ministry until he had got an open heaven above him, until he was anointed of God. So can we do anything without the anointing? Can we do anything without the anointing? Nothing. Nothing. I can't preach without the anointing. I can't come up with a sermon without the anointing. Nothing works without the anointing. Even if you have the word of God without the Holy Spirit, you can't do nothing. Jesus knew that. Once again, with an open heaven, there were heavenly activities. The father said, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Right? And the angels were there and the Holy Spirit was there. Can we say amen? We need to understand that there are realms. There's the natural realm and the spiritual realm, or we call the supernatural realm. The spiritual realm is the realm that is unseen. You cannot see it. 
You cannot see it. You cannot even feel it. The natural realm is where the five senses, the five human senses operate. You know why drug is so bad for you? Alcohol? Because they are the devil's ways to imitate the spiritual realm. To give you a fake sense of being in the spirit, but you are not in the spirit. You are Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the spiritual realm. That's the la-la land. That's the, you know, being, what's that called? Stoned. Yes. <laughs> For anything to happen in the natural, it must first happen in the spirit. Can we say Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The open heaven stayed upon Jesus, and Jesus carried that open heaven with him wherever he went and all the time. Thank you, Jesus. If you look at John chapter 1, verse 51, John 1, 51, John 1, 51. Verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see what? You shall see what? Heaven open, heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So haven't we seen this in the Old Testament? Where did we see this in the Old Testament? With Jacob. So who is the letter? Jesus. If you want to be connected with an open heaven, whom do you need? Whom do you need? Jesus. Can you answer me? If you want to be connected with heaven, whom do you need? Jesus. One more time. Jesus. One more time. Jesus. Do you know that whenever you say that name, something happened in the atmosphere? Come on, just say it. Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to contrast this with Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 23. Deuteronomy 28, verse 23. Let me ask you a question. What is the counterfeit of an open heaven that the devil has come up with? What is the counterfeit? Luck. Luck is the devil's counterfeit of an open heaven. Do you get it? Luck is the devil's counterfeit of an open heaven. You don't need luck because you have an open heaven. We don't need a, we don't live a random life. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. I have a plan for you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, my life is good. And it's good all the time. Amen. Say it more often. Say it more often. You know, why do we have to worship? You know, sometimes we don't understand. I just get a sentence from God and I have to keep saying it. I have to sing. I have to keep saying it and keep singing it. Why? You sing it and you sing it and you sing it until the breakthrough comes. You sing it and you sing it. You worship and you worship and you worship until heaven opens upon this whole congregation. Not just upon you or a few. It's called the overflow. 
Amen? Rest until we overflow. Rest until we overflow. You know, for me and my four, maybe I only need $4,000. But for me to do great work for God, I need 40000 400000 $4 million. So you need a big heaven. A big heaven. A big circle of influence. Many open doors. Many open heavens. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Because I know that sometimes, you know, you think, why did Pastor Dora sing this so many times? You know, why so many times? You have to sing it and sing it. Remember, we talked about the threshold principle. The threshold principle. How many of you have ever used, I've seen Sunny doing this, uh, what is it called? A water gun. Is that right? A water gun. It's like the water, a water gun that you use a water pressure, right? And something is very dirty. What do you have to do? You point your water gun towards that and you keep the water at it. (laughs) And you blast all the dirt. That's what we're doing. Blast it. Blast it. Praise the Lord. And all the darkness is gone. What do you have? An open heaven. Can we say amen? So you have to blast away all the gross darkness. And what do you have? An open heaven. Amen. Glory be to God. Are you excited? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So contrast this with Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 23. Referring to those that were in sin. Referring to those that were away from God. Your heaven that is over your head shall be brass. And the earth that is under you shall be iron. Well, you said to me, Pastor Dora, I thought the devil, you know, had no power. How come the devil could still give people omens? Where do they come from? Sin and death. How many of us know that you've realized in and of yourselves, we can be very, very, very negative. Especially when something, you know, that is unfamiliar happens. Right away, we think about bad. Right away, we think about bad, something bad, something bad, something bad. That's why omen is very common among the unsaved. Because being ominous is opposite of being prophetic. Being prophetic means I can see the good. I can see God's moving. I can see the goodness of the Lord. I can see the brightness Because in heaven, there is no darkness. In heaven, there is nothing to worry about. In heaven, there's nothing to be anxious about. But here, in the fallen world, with a lot of fallen people, sinful people, omen can be very common. But what do you do? Rebuke it. Cast it from you. Amen. With all that is within us, live A life of faith. Amen. Live a life of faith. Be positive. Think good. Feel good. Even though it's staring to your face, it's bad, it's bad. I still call it good. That's called praise. That's called praise. That's called praise. 
You praise him in the wilderness. You praise him in the desert. You praise him when you're feeling sick. You praise him when you're in the midst of your quarrels. You praise him when you're in the midst of a strife. That's called praise. Amen. In good times and in bad times, what do we do? Praise the Lord. And with your praises, you open the windows of heaven. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Now that we've contrasted this, we can go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12. Deuteronomy 28, verse 12. Remember what did David say in Psalm 1, which verse, verse 3. What did David say? How come he's called a man after God's own heart? He said, surely, surely. Surely, we're not talking about somebody who had never sinned. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He's the one who also penned whatsoever he do, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And we say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I believe in prosperity. But then as soon as something, you know, not very good happens. Oh, I guess I must be wrong. I guess God's word doesn't work this time. Who was talking? The devil? Who was he? A devourer. A thief. He came to steal your vision. He came to steal your faith. Should you let him? Should you let him? No. What's the scripture? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Can we say amen? Amen. Can you take the word of God to your workplace? Can you take the word of God to your family? Can you take the word of God into your body? Can you take the word of God into your investments, into whatever you do? So whatever you do, prosperous. Amen. Because it's the word of God that will open doors for you. Deuteronomy chapter 28. The Lord shall open. Come on, say with me, open. One more time, open. Open unto you his good treasure, the heaven, to give you the rain to your land in his season, to bless all the work of your hand. You know, some very denominational or religious Christians, and they say, oh, see, it's only in his season. Oh, God have mercy. Um, (laughs) Bless all the work of your hand. Can we say amen? And you shall lend to many nations. You shall not borrow. Is this about spiritual blessings or financial blessings? Come on, tell me. Is this about spiritual blessings or financial blessings? So is it the will of God to bless you financially? Is it the will of God to bless you financially? Come on, lift up your hands like Moses. Stretch your hands toward heaven. Open heaven. Open heaven. Amen. Above you. All the works of your hands. Everything that you do. All the time. Always in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, there is a chain of command. 
a chain of command that God has established from high, from heaven to the earth, from high to low, from spiritual to natural, to bless God's people. Amen. So get into that. Amen. Whenever you are giving your offerings, your sacrifices, your prayers, praise and worship. Amen. You're walking in love. You're living by the word of God. Amen. Remember the word of God says that his word is a lamb unto my feet and a light. What does the light do in darkness? Open. Light always opens a door, a portal in darkness. So the word of God will always open the door for you. Open the door for you. When you, are, when you are in need, don't look to the world. When you are in need, don't look at yourself. Where does my help come from? Where does my help come from? The Lord. The maker of the heavens and the earth. So when you are in need, look beyond yourself. Can we say Amen. When you're in a difficult time, look beyond yourself. We're having COVID now, so it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Don't keep your eyes on COVID. Can we only have one amen? Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen means what? Let it be so. No, our eyes are not on COVID. Our eyes are on the Lord. Amen. Glory be to God, who is over and above COVID. And COVID is under our feet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me finish with this. We are, Pentecost, we are a Pentecostal church. We are Pentecostal Christians. What happened on the day of Pentecost? What happened? There was a shaking. And then heaven was opened. Why was heaven ha- open? How do we know that heaven was open? Tongues of fire. The Holy Spirit invaded the place. It wasn't like the anointing coming from within. It's the anointing from upon. Amen. There was an open heaven. There were tongues of fire, mighty rushing wind, the sound. There was an invasion from heaven to the earth. We need heaven's invasion into our lives all the time. There's an anointing within you. you. Out of your belly flows bubbles up, rivers of living water. But there's also an anointing that we need which comes upon us. Because you have to deal with what's around you. We can all deal with what's in us. But what's around us, we need God's anointing. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So on the day of Pentecost, heavens were opened. Where they assembled. Where they obeyed Shema, the commandment of Jesus. Remember, Jesus asked them to assemble together. Do not do anything until you have received power from on high. As they shama and obeyed, what happened? Heavens were opened above them. Layers of heaven, three heavens, right? Layers of heaven opened above them. Windows of heaven opened upon them. And what happened? They were moved and also they were given the power to do the ministry and make sure that the ministry is successful. I've asked you before, how many of you want to be a successful Christian? Come on. You want to be a successful Christian? Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. 
Amen. That's my heart. Ever since I got saved, I want to be a successful Christian. I want to manifest God everywhere I go. I want to show the people that our God is mighty. He's powerful. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to heal. He's mighty to provide. He's mighty to restore. Come on, lift up your hands. Amen. Come on, lift up your hands and say to the Lord, say, Father God, I will be your successful child. I want to represent you and manifest your success everywhere I go. Whatever I do. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. 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 Can I ask you to all stand with me? And uh, we're going to worship the Lord specifically towards his word. Amen. That his word is so good to us. Amen. Amen. I I want to let you know that this message does not come from me. It comes from the Lord. None of my messages came from me. They were all from the Lord. Yes. The musicians, please come. And uh, 